I invite you to open up the Word of God, the Bible, if you've got it with you on your, um, in your book, on your iPad, on your iPhone, on your Samsung, on your, you know, we're very trendy here, aren't we, really? We're very cool. We not only dance to the offering, we, we do all, all sorts of things. I'll just get myself organised here. Great to see everyone. I love it. I love it when the generations are all together. Isn't it good? That no matter what age we are, uh, we're all here united as a community of faith. And it's great to sense what God is doing. And if you've got your Bibles, I want you to turn to the first chapter of Ephesians. So it's over in the New Testament, the book of Ephesians, chapter 1. Have you got it? Ephesians chapter 1. And I'm going to read from verses 15 in chapter 1. This is a great, uh, great prayer that Paul prayed. He said, For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. And this, this next couple of verses is what we're going to look at. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation that you may know him better. Who wants that? Who wants to know God better? And here's this prayer that Paul is praying, that you would have the spirit of wisdom and revelation that you may know him better. And I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints and his incomparable great power for us who believe. Amen. Now we would see in these verses that there is a calling on each of our lives, a calling on our life. What a great thought that as followers of Jesus, there is a calling. He has a calling on our life. And I want every person in this room today to go away with a stirring in your heart that if you don't already know that calling on your life, that you may discover it today. Because we see in these verses in Ephesians that God's heart for you and I is to know him, to know him. Paul was praying here that we'd have a revelation, that the eyes of our understanding would be opened. Who wants a revelation? I need a revelation most days. God, what are you going to show me today? Open my eyes to understand it, to see it. Open my eyes. Give me a revelation. Now, revelation really in this, in this sense from the Bible means that God is disclosing himself and his will to his people. The revelation that comes from God is God the Almighty, the creator of the universe, who has a choice that he makes that he wants to disclose who he is and what his will for our lives is. What a great thing. What a great thing. And here this verse says that the revelation will bring hope. There's going to be a hope about our calling. It talks about there being provision. 
It talks about this glorious inheritance we have. Now, I didn't get left a lot when, when my parents uh, uh, passed away, money-wise. But the inheritance comes in different ways, doesn't it? And this is talking about in, an inheritance we have when we are believers. And it says it's a glorious inheritance. It doesn't just say it's paltry and it's a little bit that you've just got to exist on. It says it's a glorious inheritance for all who believe. And then it says that we will have power. And it's not something that we can manufacture up, but it comes from God himself. Now, firstly, the thing about a revelation from God that we need to remember is that he does want to be known, as I said. And sometimes people, um, I'll often speak to people and they say, well, look, I think I'm just someone that God doesn't communicate with. Um, we've had uh, a person here who I've known for a few years that's often said to me, I'm not sure God's interested in me. I'm not sure God's listening to me. <laughs> but I think that what Paul is saying here, he's reminding us that God wants to be known. God actually sees you and he sees me and he says, I, my heart is to know for them to know me. And, and I don't know what you're sitting here thinking about God today. I don't know what you're thinking or your heart is. But I want to assure you that God himself, he wants to be known in your life. He wants you to know who he is. He wants boys and girls and men and women across our city to know him. And I'm glad that, grow, that God making himself known isn't dependent on anyone growing up in a certain type of household. It's not dependent on having lived a certain type of lifestyle. It's not dependent on age, the colour of our skin. It's not about our career aspirations. It's not about any particular season of our life. This is according to God, making, his, making it known that his choice, his desire is for you to know him, for you to know him. Paul is saying, God is at work. God's power is at work. And I love that um, from day to day I'm speaking to people and hearing about things that are showing me and encouraging me that this community of faith, there are, there are boys and girls and men and women who God is giving a revelation to. And I have conversations where people say, I, I just seem to be looking at things differently because God's made himself known to me. I'm seeing things differently. There's been a revelation. The second thing I want to say that doesn't get actually said in that scripture is that when God gives a revelation, when God makes himself known to us, it doesn't necessarily mean that life becomes easier. Otherwise, why would we need the wisdom that Paul speaks of here? If life was just going to be smooth once God had revealed himself to us, then why would we have the need to talk about needing God's wisdom? To discern right from wrong, to discern the best from the good. Why would we need the eyes of our understanding to be enlightened if life was just some breeze once we came to know God? 
Why would we need to, why would Paul need to speak about the hope of the calling that is ours? If there weren't going to be seasons where we had to actually cling on to that, when life seems everything but hopeful. And why would Paul talk about the riches of the inheritance, because we're children of God, if there weren't going to be times in our life when in our, the poorness of our spirit, we actually can reach out to the riches of his glorious inheritance. The revelation is the calling of God on my life, on your life. Your calling. Now, sometimes people talk about, I have a calling from God to do this. You heard people talk about that? What have you heard people say they've got a calling to? Pardon? To be a missionary, yeah. You ever heard someone say, oh, I feel I've got a calling to... To change a job, yeah, to change career. Yeah, people have a calling to work in a particular field like disabilities. What else have you heard people talk about? To live in the... I have a calling to live in the best house. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. My mother used to say that uh, she felt that she really should have been born into the royal family. <laughs> Anyone else had someone talk about that? Yes, people have a calling to minister to ministry as a nun or a priest, yep. A calling to travel. But we just have to have a few things to accompany the calling and then we're right, we're off, aren't we? But yeah, we have a calling on our life to travel the world, yep. Do you ever, when people are talking about a calling, think, has anyone ever here thought, oh, I don't have a calling? Have you ever thought that? I don't have a sense of, yeah, there's a few of you here. Probably more than have put their hand up. Paul actually is reminding us here that there is a calling on our life. And the first calling is to know God. He has called us out to know him. You have a calling on your life. You have a calling. The Christian, the follower of Jesus, believes that God is actively and personally involved in their life and that that is a calling out. The Christian, the follower of Jesus, believes that God does speak directly into our hearts and minds and souls through our thoughts and feelings, through our inner being. We have to discern with that and that is a growing experience we have but God is engaged with us as I said he wants us to know him and he is actively engaging with people in the world I think our role is three things we need to pay attention we need to listen and we need to and I read this, the only reason it appears that some people seem more called by God is that they're expecting God to call and they want to answer when he calls. Have you ever been waiting on a call? Expecting a call? Job? Telstra? We'd always love if Telstra rang back, wouldn't we? 
expecting a call. Ever put a job in and then it seems to wait days and days and weeks and weeks and you wonder, did, have I got that job? We're expecting a call. You ever had a, expected a call from someone in a relationship? How come they're not calling me? What was that? She's not that into you, that, that movie? I think that was about that. Expecting a call. Expecting a call from a doctor, giving test results. Expecting a call about uh, an estranged relationship. We know what it's like to expect a call, don't we? We know. And I believe that, that God is calling us, but we're not always expecting him to call us. We're actually sort of living in a different space and, and thinking his call is for other people, it's not for me. But I want to say to you this morning that there is a call of God upon every person here. The first is for you to know him, but the second is for you to understand how he's going to use you as his follower. It's a call that we hear by paying attention and listening to God's voice within us. When you read the Bible, if you go to Abraham, read of his life, the life of Moses, the life of Samuel, the life of Gideon, the life of Jeremiah, the life of Mary, the mother of Jesus, the life of Paul, the life of Peter, we see God calling them out, speaking to them through all different ways and they were expecting him to call. They all somehow heard God's voice, often in the interior of their heart and sometimes through external experiences. But regardless of how they hear God's voice, each of those people eventually responds generously, openly, and after a time, their calling is evident, what God has called them to. And it becomes to literally define who they are. But initially, when God calls them, if you look at those people's lives, initially, they were often saying things like, oh, not me, Lord. Not me. Uh, when, when God called you know, some of the prophets to speak, it was, oh, I'm not good enough to do that for you, God. Oh, I've got a stutter or... Uh, I'm too insecure or whatever. There were some who God called who they said, oh, well, I think I'm too sinful. I think I've done too many bad things. God, you wouldn't want to use me. You imagine Mary, the mother of Jesus, when God called her. And we now define the life of Mary by being the physical being that bore the, the life of Jesus within her. Her response was initially, how can that be? Have you ever said those things to God? I'm too bad. I'm not confident. I've done too many bad things. Really? <laughs> you sure? I'm too young. I'm too old. Can't speak well. Not me. Anyone ever said those things? But God does speak. And it's quite an amazing thing to grow aware of this. And it's an ongoing thing. 
Uh, this year marks 30 years since uh, I responded to what I discovered to be God calling me to be a Salvation Army officer. It marks about 35 years from when I first thought that that was the calling on my life. It just took a while to get from A to B. And it's great, I must say, it's great to have my friend Steve. Have you all met Steve down here? He would hate me pointing him out. But Steve over here, put your hand up, Steve. Can everyone see him there? Steve and I were in the same session at the Salvation Army Training College. So I've been absolutely overjoyed that Steve's now living in Townsville. Great to see you and look forward to seeing Julia when she arrives. But it's 30 years. In 1986, I went to the Salvation Army Training College, a bit like Cameron and Mary Ann did. But I remember that there were many, many years between when I first felt that God was calling me to that particular thing. And you might identify with this. It might have been years ago when God said, this is the way you will go. But sometimes what happens when we're aware of God calling us, we procrastinate, we use those excuses that all the people in the Bible did as well. You know, we sort of mull it over, we come up with all the things why it wouldn't work. And actually, you know, I grew up, my parents were Salvation Army officers, and I grew up actually going, that is the last thing I want to do with my life. I am not going to be a Salvation Army officer. That will be sure. And here I was. What is it that God is calling you to do? And it doesn't have to be the same as anyone else. But we do need to be expecting that if one, we've had the revelation from God and he is known to us, we need to be expecting him to call us into what we need to be and to do. And I don't care if you're 85 or 25 or 5. There's a calling on your life. I don't care what the season of your life that you're sitting in at the moment is. God doesn't really care what the seasons have been like up to this day. But he does care about you listening and paying attention to his revelation that says, will you know me? Will you follow me? Will you pay attention and then respond in obedience? And it might be years down the track when you see the fulfilment. For those characters of the Bible, Abraham and Moses and Gideon and Samuel, they didn't always see it instantly, but they started to expect that God would continue to speak to them. That just became the expectation of their day. And far too many of us go around thinking God would not be calling me. God would not want to speak to me. God would not have a revelation for me. And I believe that Paul's word says to us that he does. And he calls us into the hope of our calling and the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. And he calls us into the great power of himself. Will we listen? Are we paying attention? Will we respond? I'm going to get the band to come up and they've chosen a, uh, a great little song called Still. And Katrina spoke to us a couple of weeks ago on a Thursday night, I think it was, about this being still long enough 
before God. So today really ties in with that, this calling that God has upon your life. Are you listening? Are you paying attention? Are you looking for what God wants to do? Will you respond? So I invite you just to close your eyes for a moment. And the question no one else can answer for you is for you to say to God, God, I thank you that I know you today. Or it might be, God, I want to know you. Thank you for the way you're making yourself known to me. want to be open. We want to be expecting that God is calling us. And I believe in 2016 there are people in this room uh, who God is calling. And God has a particular plan and purpose for your life. And some of you might be fighting it. Some of you might be not listening and not paying attention. But God is there. And he is calling you out, just as he did with Samuel and Abraham and Moses and he is saying this is the way this is the way and in your own hearts this morning I'm, I'm inviting you I'm inviting you to have the eyes of your understanding open and enlightened you might know the hope of your calling and the glorious inheritance of the saints and the power of God manifest in your life. So we're going to sing this song and if it helps you to respond, then do that in your own heart. Say a prayer that says, God, I understand that you are with me right now and you are calling me into something greater than myself. If you need to come forward to pray and have someone kneel with you and pray, then that invitation is open. If you need to go and stand beside someone and encourage them, if you need to go and find someone to pray with you, do that. But let's respond. Let's be expecting that God is calling us unto himself. Sing it together.